Welcome to the Self-Worth Project. If you're ready to heal your toxic patterns, to feel good about yourself without apology, and to create a life that feels supported, juicy, and aligned, this is the podcast for you. So keep listening. Hello, gorgeous, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It's your girl, Jen, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'm a coach, hypnotist, and healer, and in this episode, we are going to go back to basics. Today, I want to talk to you about feeling your feelings, which might sound like something that you don't need any help with, but I want you to listen to this episode today with an open heart because there might be something here that surprises you and you might learn a little bit more about yourself and about what you might not have been letting into your life. So let's kick it off with a bit of a personal story. When I was a little girl, I was what my parents like to call sensitive. And that meant I got really upset about everything all of the time. I was just that kind of little girl who would cry at basically anything. So I have spoken about this before in the previous version of this podcast that Obviously, my parents didn't really know what to do with me. They didn't really know how to address my big feelings. So the emotional education I got, I really think was very lacking for somebody, especially for somebody like me. I I just learned how to downplay that and how to ignore it and basically how to not let those feelings get the best of me or at least not show them to my family and make my family feel a certain kind of way. A side note, this is not the way that we should be parenting our children. Our children are here for us to teach them how to feel. And unfortunately, you can't do that if you don't know how to do that for yourself. So when I'm talking about stories like this, I'm not at all pointing the fingers of blame at my parents because I know that they were very much doing the best that they could at the time with the resources and knowledge that they had. However, because I'm in this space of wellness and I've been doing this kind of work on myself for so long, and I've even read parenting books, even though I'm not a parent, I have done research into this area and I can see just how far the world has come since I was a small child. And thank God for that. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) So little kids today probably have a lot better of an education than I did. But the best thing that any of us can do for ourselves is to just keep going, to realize that there there might have been deficiencies in the way we were raised, especially in our emotional education, but to understand that it is also that it is not too late. We don't have to just go through life living our lives that way. We can go in at any point in time and begin to undo some of that work, some of that imprinting, some of that programming, and teach ourselves how to have a better life. So this kind of idea comes up over and over again in my work through inner child work, through reparenting work, But today in particular, I want to talk about the feeling your feelings part because it is so important. 
because I was this little girl who was labeled so sensitive, and yes, there have been moments in my life where I thought maybe I was highly sensitive person. I looked into that kind of research as well, which if you don't know, these days it's basically considered that if you think that you are a highly sensitive person, you are probably autistic. So that is a whole different story that I'm not going to get into today. But from that very young age, I had learned how to intellectualize my feelings. So it was kind of like I was able to zoom out, see that I was upset, see that I was sad. And while sometimes I would get emotionally overloaded and unable to clearly communicate while I was in those emotional moments, many times when I was feeling something, I wasn't really feeling it. I was thinking about feeling it. I was understanding that I should feel it, but was I actually letting that feeling into my body? For many, many years, the answer is no. So I wanted to talk about that today because I think this is a common problem. If you don't have an emotional education, if your parents were not good at communicating their emotions, therefore you did not learn how to communicate yours. If you did not learn how to self-regulate, if you did not learn any of that emotional stuff from your family of origin, then I'm going to guess that you might struggle with feeling your feelings. Again, you might be like me. You might be the person who was intellectualizing things. Like you know what you should be upset about. You know what you should be sad about. But the times that those feelings are allowed in your body are actually few and far between. In my case, I went from that little girl who cried all the time to somebody who rarely ever cried. (laughs) So I think that that just sheds a light on what happened in my perspective, in my case. But that might also be something that happened to you. Maybe you had big emotions as a child that your parents did not know how to deal with and you were shamed for them or you were punished for them or you were just basically made to understand that your emotional states were inconvenient. So from that place, we learn how to bury them. We learn how to hide them away or at the very least not to share that stuff with anybody. And then we go into adulthood and we get into romantic relationships and friendships and suddenly find ourselves in these places where we don't feel safe in communicating how we're feeling. And not only that, we might not be able to feel the things that we should be feeling. I can think of a few instances in my younger years where I was in a romantic relationship that was not doing me any favors. (laughs) Like the charm had completely worn off, the glow had ended. I was in this place and I felt a bit stuck. And so there's a number of reasons why I felt stuck back then, but one of them was because I wasn't accessing my own unhappiness. I wasn't letting myself fully feel the unhappiness of the reality that I had created. You know, I was in these situations that ranged from just not a good romantic relationship kind of situation to straight up like full on toxic behavior. And again, there's multiple reasons why I had stayed in these situations, a lot to do with self-worth, a lot to do with just cultural conditioning, like all kinds of different things, being a people pleaser, all of that. But some of it was I just couldn't let myself feel it. 
I could not let myself feel the disappointment. I could not let myself feel that anger or that sadness, that grief that you feel when you are in love with somebody and you realize that that person is no longer there or maybe that they had never been there. And because I was blinding myself to that, it allowed me to stay in the state of limbo for way too long. And for me, that is one of my most toxic patterns, if not the most toxic pattern in my whole entire life, is that I let myself stay in situations that aren't good for me for far, far longer than I should. So that is an ongoing lesson for me that is just a side note. It's not exactly the topic that we're speaking about today, But the feeling or not feeling your feelings part really did play into that. I saw a TikTok recently where someone was talking about how many of us go through life thinking that we just have three emotional states, mad, sad, and glad. You're mad that someone cut you off in traffic. You're mad that someone ignored your text. You were sad because something left or something is about to happen, or you're glad. So everything kind of just falls into one of those three categories and there's not that much understanding of anything beyond that. So the first thing I would say to this, if this resonates with you, is that just the concept of glad in itself, it's a bit of a tricky situation. And this might be where it gets confusing because like, aren't I supposed to feel happy? And like, why would I think about my emotions when I'm feeling good? But happiness, feeling glad, these are things that if we don't define them and we don't think about them, we are missing out on a lot of the human emotional spectrum. So I would argue that happiness, like feeling happy, happy, that's like when you are smiling, when you are feeling elated, when you have this kind of glow about you. It should not just be this term that we use for when we are feeling satisfied or content. Satisfied and content is actually great. There is nothing wrong with those things, but that's not usually what's at the top of someone's manifestation list, for example. We think we have to be happy, but happy is just one aspect of this amazing spectrum of positive feelings. So I want to give you a framework here of starting to understand your own feelings. And I just want you to start labeling them because you might be one of these people, the mad, sad, or glad people that have very few labels for what we're actually going through. And the interesting thing is that there are so many ways to describe how we're feeling. And because we're not describing them, we're not letting ourselves notice that in our body We're not noticing the differences between one feeling and another. And we're really just not living in the full spectrum of what it means to be human. It would be like if you could go out into the world and only see red, green, and blue, and all the other colors disappeared. (laughs) Like, what would your world look like if that was true? And aren't you glad that it isn't that way? Aren't you happy that you can see an amazing spectrum of colors in the world? That is the kind of difference that I want you to bring to your emotional life. And that begins by checking in and just noticing, noticing what is happening within you. Let's break this down more 
into a step-by-step process just so you really understand it. So yes, notice what you're feeling. Take time throughout your day to notice where you're at. Notice where your body's at. So there might be a couple of things happening here. You might be way up in your mind. Your mind is racing. You're thinking about this. You're thinking about that. And you're thinking about how bad you feel about thinking about all these things. That is something, yeah, I would call that anxiety. I would call that a racing mind, whatever you want to call it. But also notice what your body is feeling. Are you feeling that buzzing and humming in your chest or in your hands? Are you feeling warm or maybe a little sweaty? Like what else is happening within your body? So we're noticing. We're noticing what our brain is doing. We're noticing what our body is doing. And after that, Just ask yourself, what is this feeling called? What is this feeling called? I'm feeling excited. I'm anticipating something. I am feeling anxious. I'm feeling afraid. I'm feeling nervous. These are all different things that you could be feeling in your body. But if you don't have that emotional intelligence, you might be missing out on what you are actually feeling. So that is a very simple, simple, simple process for understanding your feelings. But I really challenge you to do it. And I challenge you to do it with any feeling. Like I would actually challenge you to put a timer in your phone, set it for like four times a day and just check in. Just do this quick emotional check-in. And just start to notice and be curious. And I should also say, you should not let yourself just stop at mad, sad, or glad. What else is available to you? If you need a little bit of help here, you can Google emotional wheel. You'll get this life coaching tool that we use. And we can look at this. It's like an array of emotions, a spectrum of emotions. So you'll kind of know which area to look at depending on what you're feeling. But in that area, there will be all these other little subtle differences between all of these different emotions. And I challenge you to use those words and those feelings and those labels on yourself that you wouldn't normally use. Words like in awe, dumbstruck, things that would not normally come to the forefront of your mind. When might you be feeling those things? And what does that feel like in your body? Because I lived in a household where we didn't talk about emotions, we definitely did not talk about nuance. We did not talk about how something felt in the body. We did not talk about how one thing was similar to but slightly different than something else. We didn't talk about any of that stuff. So again, if you are like me, if you did not have this education, I want you to start to think about how to do this. I want to challenge you to try this exercise out for just a week and just start to notice where do you tend to hang out in this emotional spectrum? What emotions might have you been feeling for a long time that you did not have the right words for? Learning the words here is super important, but it is also so key to notice the feeling in your body. That is the feeling of your feeling. If you can just think about it, 
like, oh, I'm anxious, I'm upset, and you're not feeling it in your body, that emotion is there somewhere inside of you. It is wanting to come out, but currently we're not letting ourselves feel it. And I know your brain might have a lot of resistance to that because in the past, again, you might have been mocked, minimized, punished for feeling these things. So part of this process is to show ourselves that it's safe. It is safe for me to feel this feeling in my body. All that's happening here is that we're noticing what's going on in our brain and in our body and we're naming it and we're feeling it. That's it. Simple, small, radical practice. But those feelings, they don't just disappear. They are still somewhere inside of you until that moment where your stress is built up so much that it comes all tumbling out all at once. Or you get really upset with your partner or your child or you're in traffic and you start swearing at the driver in front of you. These emotions are living there inside of you. If you don't let yourself access them, they will come out. And those are just a few examples of how they might come out. They might come out in other ways, and they can definitely come out in long-term chronic issues. Feeling your feelings really is revolutionary. It is an act of self-reclamation. And if you are like so many of us, felt unsafe, or were simply just not taught how to do this, or maybe you were like me and you were a sensitive child and you were really encouraged not to do this, it is so important for you to go and reclaim this aspect of yourself. Feelings are important. They are messengers. And we are missing out on so many of the messages that our body wants to send us. If we tune them out, or if we just categorize everything as mad, sad, and glad, we miss out on the nuance. And we miss out on so much of the magic and wisdom that we hold inside of us. Okay, so that is it for today's episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in today. And I really hope that you take this homework with you and challenge yourself to do it. And if you do, I would love to hear about it. So please reach out on Instagram, or you can also come over to the website and leave me a message on there. I would love to hear your perspective on this. Thank you so much for being here. Have a beautiful week.